You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. Today we are, um, or last week rather, we started talking about how do we hear God's voice. And specifically we talked about how do we set ourselves up to hear God's voice. But before we dive into today's topic, um, have you ever... Have you ever had to yell at someone to get their attention before, right? Maybe by a show of hands. You ever like been trying to get someone's attention, had to yell like, hey, like really yell at them? Um, You know, this happened to me whenever I was in high school. I was a part of a a junior high ministry and um, a lot of times after service, we would have some extra time. So we would play dodgeball. Uh, This is back when dodgeball was probably not as frowned upon as it is nowadays. Um, But I don't know why, but we played dodgeball and... um, there was this kid in junior high that I was, he was in my small group, and his name, his name was Glenn. And Glenn was uh, kind of an, an outsider. He didn't have a ton of friends in youth group, and so I saw that, and I kind of took him under my wing, and Glenn became my little buddy. And uh, on this day particularly, our relationship shifted a little bit because me and Glenn got split up onto two different teams. I was on one team, he was on the other. And uh, man, we started this dodgeball match, and we're going, and you know, dodgeballs are flying everywhere, and finally it's getting down. There's just a few people left on both teams, and once you know, I'm left on one team, and, you know, I'm just smoking dudes as best I can, um, and then I have Glenn. He's like one of two or three guys on the other team, and as we're playing, I have this perfect opportunity to get Glenn. I know I can get him. I go, and I pick up the, the dodgeball, and there's Glenn, the poor guy. He's over there. He's trying to pick up a dodgeball. He's bent over trying to pick it up. And I pick it up, and I start running towards the, the, the front line there. And as I'm running, I call out to Glenn, Glenn, like as loud as I can in the gym, Glenn. And as I'm calling his name out, this war cry, right, Braveheart, I'm yelling out, Glenn, I'm letting loose of the dodgeball. And as it comes out of my hand, immediately I know what's about to happen because Glenn's there and he picks up the dodgeball and he starts to pick up and he starts to look at me. But he's bent down still and so the dodgeball is going right towards Glenn's face, okay? Like soon as it, you know when you throw something, it's like soon as it leaves your hand, you know it's going to be bad, right? That situation. And so it goes as hard as I can and I hit Glenn right in the face and he falls down, okay? Poor Glenn, all right? I, I knocked him out almost. So he, he collects himself. He's so mad at me. He gets up and he walks, he walks out of the gym. And then like a minute later, he comes back in and he's furious. And he actually went on to, to, to say a few cuss words, which we had to address after service. But uh, I embarrassed him and he was mad at me. And our, our relationship changed after that. But, you know, many times I feel like whenever we talk about hearing from God, we almost want it to be that obvious. We want it to be like God saying, look, like almost loud talking to us, look, this is what I want you to do, or do this, don't do that, right? But the truth is God's not going to yell your name. Glenn, he's not going to do that to you. He's not going to yell it out. He's not going to hit you in the face with a dodgeball, even though he could, he can do anything, right? He's not going to do that to get your attention. So how do we tune in then So what God's saying to us. Today I want to talk about how do we hear God's voice to identify his will? How do we know the will of God in our lives? Because God has a will for your life. He's got, just like we were talking about, he's got steps for you to take today. 
He has a general will, and he's got a specific will for your life. And this is where I think a lot of people mix things up. Well, not me. God doesn't have a specific will for me. He does. It's very personal to you. He's got a general will, which is the, the big things, right? How do I manage my money? Does, does God want to heal this physical illness in my life? Um, how do I be a good spouse, a good brother, sister? How do I be a good son or a good daughter? Like he's got these general wills for you in, in his word, right? But he also has a specific will for you, meaning this, what, what job do I take? Who do I marry? Um, should I change careers right now? What school should I go to? Should I open a business or start a business with that person or not? I, I, I don't know what to do. He's got a specific will for your life. So let's talk about the difference between the two. And then at the end of this, I want to talk about what does God's voice sound like? You know, we talked about that a little bit last week, and we kind of raised the question. What does he sound like whenever he speaks to us directly? Let's talk about the general will of God first. The general will of God is known by his word. It's known by his word. You know, there's this, there's this, ver, this uh, common uh, quote out there that says that don't say God's silent when your Bible's closed. Don't say that God's not talking to you if your Bible is closed, and that's very, very true. God's general will is revealed, and it's known by his word. Let me show you. Romans 12, 2, it says this. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And look at this last part. That you may prove... What is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Many times in church, or many times you may have heard this as well, well, it's, it, God's will is a mystery, right? We, gotta, we have to discover it. We have to, like, strive for it. But the truth is God is a good father. He's looking at you, and he's not trying to hide it. He's not trying to hide his will from you. He's not trying to be sneaky about it and say, oh, you almost figured it out, but that's not it. It's over here. He's not doing that. Why? Romans 12, 2 says this. If we renew our mind which is what? Renew, making it brand new when every day, throughout our day, our mind is not saved, our spirit is, our mind's not. We've got to make our mind brand new. How? By getting in his word. Renew your mind that you may what? Prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what's God say? He says, I want to prove my will in your life, meaning I want to show it, not just to you, but to everyone around you, to your family members, to, to your coworkers, I want people to look at your life and say, man, God is doing something good, acceptable, and perfect in their life. Man, he's doing some good stuff in your life. The general will of God is known by his word. When I renew my mind in God's word, I can live out his will for my life. But I'll also say this. You will struggle hearing God's voice or knowing God's voice or knowing his will if you're not a student of God's word. You will struggle hearing God's voice or knowing his will if you're not a student of his word. And you'll see as we continue talking about it today how everything points back to his word. That's why I have to be in this book every single day. I got to be in this thing. I got to be reading it. I need to be studying it. I need to do what it says, which is what? Hide it in my heart. So that way, it's like a sponge. I'm soaking up water. It's like I'm soaking up Jesus. And that way, whenever life comes and it squeezes me and times get tough, what happens? I don't, I don't let the world come out of me. What? Jesus, living water comes out of me when life squeezes me. That's what I have to do whenever I'm doing this. Whenever I'm seeking and studying his word, I'm getting ready 
and to, to make sure God's will is performed, but if anything were to happen, it's okay. More Jesus is going to come out of me, and the devil hates that. <laughs> he hates that when you live that way. But in order to do this, I have to set an appointment, right? We make time for everything that we want to do. I talk to many people, and I say, man, how's your, how's your quiet time? How's your chair time? Well, I do it when I'm driving to work. It's kind of hit and miss. I do it in the evenings before I go to bed, but sometimes I fall asleep watching The Office on Netflix. Like, you know, I, it's hit and miss. Well, we do what we really want to do. I don't know if you know that or not, right? If I want to work out, I'll get up a little bit early and go work out. But if I don't, I'll hit the snooze button and I'll, I'll sleep in. I have to set an appointment. i got to make it a priority. Do I have time for God in my schedule? Do I schedule it in? Now, it should be all throughout my day, yes. But do I have a time to just get quiet in this thing and read his word? Because the general will of God is what? It's known by his word. If I'm going to know what God's will is, I have to know his word. Let's look at the second one, though. The specific will of God is known by his voice. The specific will of God is known by his voice. God, do I take this job? God, do I go to this school? God, do I change careers right now? God, what should I do? Should we have another kid? Like, what, what do I do? God wants to speak to you in that moment and reveal his will for your life specifically, but it's known by his voice. And in John 10, Jesus sets up this example of him as the good shepherd. Let's read this verse together. John 10, 27 says, My sheep, this is Jesus talking, my sheep listen to my voice. Look at this. I know them, and they follow me. We can hear God's voice when we're part of his family. He knows you personally, every detail of your life. He knows what's best for you and what? When you walk in obedience, you get to live life to the fullest. I know them. They follow me. See how all this comes together? Jesus just, he just wraps it up in a verse. He says, they listen to my voice. They know my voice so they can do my will. But just because I'm following Jesus, it doesn't mean that other voices won't try to lead me astray. In fact, in the same passage, here's what Jesus says, talking about the sheep. Jesus changes it, and he says, a little bit earlier, he says, look, the sheep won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. God wants to talk to you. And the issue is, the devil wants to talk to you as well. We don't talk about that too often, though. <laughs> God wants to talk to you. Yes, true. But the devil wants to talk to you as well. The stranger. So Jesus says, look, you're going to hear two voices throughout your life. The shepherds and the strangers. And in that passage, I would encourage you just to read John 10 this week. Because Jesus lays out this passage and he says, the purpose of the stranger's voice is to steal, to kill, to destroy. He's going to say things to you, lie to you, talk to you. Why? To ruin your life, to steal from your life, to kill part of your life, to destroy your life. But the purpose of the shepherd's voice is the exact opposite. It's to give life and life abundantly. What's that? The specific will of God for your life. He wants to speak to you specifically so that you can live life abundantly here on earth, but for eternity as well. But here's what the stranger will do. The stranger will come and he will use other voices. Sometimes they're not always really bad voices. He's going to use other things, other people to talk to you and try to talk your ear off. Right? You ever been in a crowded room before and, and there's, everyone's talking or maybe in a restaurant and it's almost hard to hear someone that's even close to you, that's right across the table from you or sitting next to you because it's so loud in there? That's what the devil wants to do with your life. 
He wants to just, it may not be bad things, it just may be other noise going on. But the number of voices we allow in will determine the clarity of which we hear the shepherd's voice. The number of voices I allow into my life, that I allow to speak into my life. So if I'm listening more to the news, to unbelievers, to fearful people, if I'm listening more to the enemy, if I'm believing more of the enemy's lies than I am to God and his word, what I'm always going to struggle to know God's will for my life. I'm too distracted. I can barely hear what God's trying to say to me. Why? Because I have so much other stuff that's talking to me, that's stealing my time, that's stealing my attention. I've got to be dialed in to his voice. And sometimes that means I need to eliminate some. Maybe not completely. Maybe I just need to distance myself from that friend who when I bring issues to, they never bring up the word of God. Maybe I don't need them speaking into my life then. It doesn't mean I've got to cut them off. It just means maybe I just need to find someone that will speak God's word into my life when I have issues that show up. The number of voices we allow in will determine the clarity of which we hear the shepherd's voice. And the enemy loves to use outside voices to speak lies and to drown out the voice of God. And I'll say this, as we compare the two wills, so we have the general will of God, known by his word, the specific will of God, known by what? His, his, um, his voice. The two will never contradict each other. This is where people get a little bit off, right? People get a little bit goofy, uh, a little bit strange, right? A little bit uh, weird. Well, God told me to, to do this, right? But it doesn't line up with, with God's word. God told me to, to leave my spouse and to go marry this person, um, Maybe that doesn't quite line up with God's word, right? Let's, uh, let's look at how do they compare to one another. God's specific voice will never contradict his general voice. His specific word, his will for you, will never contradict his general will for you. And that's why you cannot hear God's voice without being a student of the word of God. But this is tough, right? It's still kind of gray, right? Ah, yeah, okay, I got to get in God's word but how do I hear from God? Like, what does God sound like? How, how, do, I, how do I make sure that I'm, that I'm hearing from God? Right, because many times what happens is this. I got this, this old school. Anybody ever have one of these or play with one of these when you were a kid? Show of hands, okay, yeah, Eddie, a few other people. This is legit from an antique store. For some of you young, younger people, this is in Toy Story 3. So, yeah, okay, that's more relatable. <laughs> Toy Story 3, uh, that's why Gavin has it. But it's a real one from the antique store. You know, many times what we would rather have is, I mean, I would rather just be able to go and have like a hotline to heaven, right? How, how, how cool would it be, really, if I could go to a phone, and I doubt the hotline to heaven phone would look like this, but if it did, right, if this was it, how cool if I could just go and dial up heaven's number and be able to talk to God right away? Like, yeah, okay, I'm on, I'm on the line with heaven, so it's like, yeah, hey, uh, could I, can I talk to God real, real quick? Yeah, it's Dan. Yeah, Dan DeBell. Capital B, yes. Not V, B, yeah, Dan DeBell, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, then pass me through to God. Hey, God, um, it's Dan. Um, hey, uh, man, it's good to hear your voice. It's been a little while. Um, I was just wondering, so I'm in a little bit of a tight spot, a pickle, as they say down here on earth, I was wondering if you could uh, if you could help me out. I just need some direction. I don't know what to do. I don't know which, which choice uh, to, to make. 
you know, honestly, while I have you on the line, if you don't mind, uh, could you just kind of tell me what to do with my life? Like, what, what, what do the next few years hold for me, if you don't mind? Let me, uh, sorry, what was that? Oh, you want me to, uh, sorry, <laughs> you want me to read the Bible? Oh, cool, cool. No, that's cool. Yeah, I get that. The Bible's kind of long, though. You know, I just wonder if you just, you know, I mean, I have you on the line. Could you just tell me directly? Okay, so, uh, okay, okay, cool, cool. So you want me to uh, read the Bible and then maybe cut back on Netflix and start doing what it says to do. Okay, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool, I get that. But I'm just wondering if, uh, could you, I mean, but could you just tell me, uh-huh, you told me once, you're not going to tell me again? Okay, that's cool, yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that, that's cool. Um, okay, you got to go. Okay, yeah, we, there's a six-year-old from Connecticut on the other line. That's cool, I, I get that. I'll talk to you soon, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, love you. All right, bye, right? And then we hang up. How, how convenient would it be to call God? But honestly, that conversation would go a lot like that. Read my word. I already told you what to do. And then let's pray, do what it says and seek my face every day. And you're going to hear his voice. But okay, Pastor Dan, what does he sound like, though? What does God sound like? Because we have to realize God's not going to call me on the phone. You know he could, I guess. He can do anything. God's going to speak to us spirit to spirit. This is point number three. He wants to speak to us spirit to spirit. Many times we're waiting for this big booming voice, right? Glenn, right? It's not going to happen. He's not going to yell at you like that. And I would say if he is going to yell at you like that, you've probably really messed up, okay? And you need to repent. That's not what's going to happen. You know, in the Old Testament, Elijah was in a very similar situation. He was in a tight, tight spot. And he, he needed to hear from God. He needed God's help. And God spoke to him in a way that he didn't expect. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, 11 through 12, it says this. I'll read from down here, but a little easier. It says, go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him, him being Elijah. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, passed by him, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. And it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but... The Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. You might have heard it said like this, a still, small voice. I'm waiting for God just to talk my ear off. But many times, he's just prompting me in here. And it's quiet, and it's consistent with his word. And he's saying, go do, give. Do you remember the last, or the, maybe the first time, you remember the first time you heard your voice, maybe on video or from your voicemail, you remember the first time hearing your voice, how other people hear it, right? Anyone hate hearing their own voice, right? Because it's like, I don't sound like that. I don't sound, that, like in my mind, I sound totally different than that. But that's not, that. the truth is, that's how you do sound, right? Many times this is what happens when we're listening for God. I'm listening for that voice through my ears. God, speak to me. I'm quieting my ears so I can hear, right? But God speaks spirit to spirit. 
And many times the problem is people are waiting for that outside voice that sounds different than our own voice because it's coming from the outside, sounds different, and for God to speak. But Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 2.14. He says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It's all foolishness to them, and they can't understand it. But look at this last part. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. God speaks to your spirit because God is a spirit, and the real you is a spirit, right? When I'm born again, what? I get born again. I make Jesus the Lord of my life. My body doesn't get born again. My spirit gets born again. So I'm brand new. I have a spirit, a piece of God's spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. So how is he going to speak from in here? So everyone gets hung up. What does God sound like? Think about it. I can identify everyone else's voice. Why? Because it's coming from the outside in. For a long time in my life, the only, verse, the only voice I heard from the inside out was my own. Sounds like me. Sounds like my own thoughts. So then what does God sound like? Many times it sounds a lot like you. Why? Because nowhere else do you have any other voice coming from the inside out. This is why so many people, God's speaking to them regularly, and they don't even realize it. Because it sounds like, oh, it was just a random thought I had. I felt something in here, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I was supposed to do that. I, I don't know why. It might have been God. It might not have been. Many times it was God. Why? He's speaking from the inside out. And our brain is saying, there should be no other voice coming from the inside out besides yours. But God's in there. His spirit lives in there. And he's speaking inside out. So then... It can be easy for me then to, con- like, to think, I think this is God, but I don't know, right? How do I know if this, this feeling, this prompting on the inside is God or if it's not? How do I know if, man, I woke up and I feel like I was supposed to do this today. How do I know if it was God or if it was just the pizza I ate last night? Like, how do I know what the feeling is, right? How do I know if it's God? Be here next week because next week I'm going to talk about when you feel that inside voice prompting you. How do I know if that's me or if that's God? I'm going to give you some filters, some questions that you can ask so you can know for sure whether it's you or whether it's God. Don't miss next week. Today, though, let me leave you with these reflection questions and some action steps. The reflection questions are this right here. Do you have a consistent daily appointment with God? If I'm going to hear God's voice, what? I've got to be a student of his word. And if I don't have an appointment set every day in my schedule, I'm not going to hear his voice. Do I have one? If you do, great. Don't let anything steal that time. If you don't, get one. It'll change your life. Number two, are there some voices in my life that I need to limit, that you need to limit or remove, right? Am I, am I just taking in too much of the news right now and I feel depressed? Am I talking too much to this friend that is full of fear and doubt and I'm letting them speak too much into my life? Are there some voices I need to remove? Maybe I'm watching a lot of a certain TV show or a movie series or whatever it is, and it feels like it's weighing heavy on my heart. Maybe it's not a bad thing, but maybe you just need to limit yourself for a little while. Let me me space myself. Here's some action steps for you. First one is pretty obvious. Set a daily appointment with God. If you don't have one, get one. Read and study God's Word. Don't just read it to feel good, but study it. Get the, 
Blue Letter Bible app. It's a great resource. Get a Bible that has cross-references, that has commentary that you can trust. Study his word. It'll come alive to you. And the last one we talked about last week, get quiet and listen. Don't spend your whole appointment time talking to God and worshiping him. And those, those are good. Reading his Bible, that's good. But do you get quiet? Do you put your phone aside? Do you turn everything off? Do you listen for his voice? Listen. Still, small voice, gentle whisper into your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for being a good father who loves us, who wants to speak to us, who wants to guide us, who wants to make his will known to us. We thank you that this week as we get quiet, as we seek you, as we read your word, we pray that you would make it alive to us, that you would make your will clear to us what steps to take, what we should be doing, where we should be going. Prompt us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, as our comforter, as our helper, give us the boldness to walk it out and to walk in obedience. In Jesus' name. You know, today, if you want to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second, I always want to give a chance if you're in here, you need to make your life right with God. I want to give you that chance today for anyone that's on the podcast or watching on video. If you say, Pastor Dan, I, don't, I, I want to hear God's voice, but honestly, the first step is what? i got to be a part of his family. Maybe you were close with God at one time, but now you're not. It's okay. Today's your day. No matter when you're listening to this, watching this, or whether you're in the room right now, today's the day of salvation. I'm going to say a prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And the most important thing is that you believe it in your heart. And God's word says that you will be saved. You'll be a part of his family. And God wants to start speaking to you right away. Would you pray with me? Church, pray with me as well. Say this prayer after me. Say, dear heavenly father, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to come to this earth, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Right now, Jesus, I ask you to be my Lord. I make you my Lord. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Make me clean on the inside. I am saved. I am a child of God. And I hear your voice. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.